This is a short bite episode of Homeschool Together. Hello and welcome back to Homeschool Together. We are continuing our short bite today, um, talking about writing and getting your writers. This is part of Writing Month, and today we are talking about text to speech. Last week we talked about talked about speech to text, kind of getting the creativity onto the page. Here we are going to be talking about getting the creativity off the page and into our ears kind of going in the opposite direction or kind of like a two-lane road here. Um, and they, both of these these ideas can be used in many different ways. We talked about organizing, writing, um, just getting ideas down last week, writing your, your articles, you know, freeing up the creative block that might have might have appeared. Here we're going to be talking about getting the information off the page, whether it is in a written form, we're listening to an article, or we're reading a book, or hearing our writing read back to us so that we can hear for grammar and any type of consistency or flow issues and whatnot. So having our work or having work read to us is a wonderful, wonderful advantage. Now we all know about the advantages of say audiobooks. you know, things being read to us is a very powerful way for us to consume um, the written word, um, not just for entertainment, but also for gathering information and knowledge, but also doing that while being able to do something else. I call this found time. You know, whether you're mowing the lawn, you're listening to an audiobook, or you're working out and you're listening to an audiobook or podcast, or you're listening to this podcast right now, you're able to do things outside of just sitting there and reading. You're able to enjoy learning something while doing something else. You can also apply that for text to speech, being able to do other work by like listening to your book mm-hmm. or listening to an article or listening to, you know, something that's been assigned to you. Say maybe your student has a class they are taking on the side through one of the, you know, the course classes or whatever. And there's some writing, uh, reading that they have to do. And, and maybe they just, maybe they're tired for that day, but maybe they want to have it played back to them. That's a one great thing you can do is have text to speech read you something. Yeah, I do this with my MBA classes. You do? Honestly, I yeah. yeah, we have our textbooks are all digital now because then you can't buy them used. It's a racket. It is a racket. Um, <laughs> but uh, they do have uh, text to speech options in all of my digital textbooks, and I will turn them on on my commute and listen yeah. to them because I find them so utterly boring if I had to read them <laughs> normally. But when I'm in the car and I'm forced to listen to them, it's a lot easier way for me to consume them. So I think that it's a it's a great great way sometimes to get through something that might be kind of dry yeah, exactly and you might lose focus on you can maybe you know do a puzzle or something and listen to that article or whatever so it can be helpful especially if you're doing something like if you're taking a class on some maybe some short stories or whatnot and you just don't want to read it that day this would be a great way to do that right mm-hmm. um or if you're uh yeah like what you said you're reading some stuffy journal or some old article written in the atlantic or something that you have to then reference for your paper we can imagine a number of ways number of reasons why some of our learners probably more towards the older would have to have something read to them or may have the may want the option to have something read to them um, we'll talk about a couple of those ideas number one built into your ios so you're we're talking about your phones and your tablets is the option of speak screen and this is an accessibility option for people maybe who do not have the motor skills to be able to operate the tablets or maybe um, have uh, vision issues that where they can't actually see the tablet and they need it to be spoken to them. Um, 
they have built in both an Android devices and iOS devices for accessibility options. Mm -hmm. Many of these features are always hidden from for most of us, and most of us do not know about these features until we go into the accessibility options and we see just this unbelievable um, amount of work that these um, developers have done for people who may not have the um, ability to you know, read the screen or operate the screen. They have built in these just wonderful features for you know, all people to be able to use their devices. And it's a really cool. And so we can actually take advantage of that by using the speak to screen um, for iOS. And I think there's a speech read aloud option in Android as well, that if you have any app open, whether it's like Google Docs or like Kindle, or you have some other type of reader device, maybe an e-reader or something that of that nature, you go ahead and just swipe the screen and it will begin to read the screen for you. And if there's a paging option, we were actually playing with this, uh, um, with the Kindle app on my phone, and it would turn the page. Go ahead and keep reading the book, mm-hmm. and turn the page. Keep reading the book. I mean, the downside is all of these. Uh, of course, every one of these options is like in you know not quite a robot voice, but it's yeah. a it's a, it's a generated voice. This isn't yeah. an audiobook reader, right? With all the emphasis and everything. Not yeah. yet. Uh, someday <laughs> that'll that'll be here. Me, I'm sure. Yeah, put the caveat of not yet. Yeah, but for the moment, you know, it does sound a little bit mechanical, but it yeah. it can be really helpful. Um, I like this option for books that you know, don't have an audiobook option, but yeah. maybe you want your kids or, to be able to listen to them. Or maybe they can't get access to that audiobook in time. Maybe right. it's checked out at the library and you got to get on hold or something of that nature. Right. I mean, it's not going to be as great as having an audio reader, yeah. but there could be different instances depending on what it is they need to read and what the purpose is. And it could be something textbooky or something that maybe this is a good option. Maybe you've got a learner who really could not focus on a couple pages in a history text but could really listen to it, even if it's from, you know, a little bit of Siri voice. Exactly. So, um, but it's an option. We have a really great article um, that we found about how yeah. to turn it on on both iOS and Android that we'll put in the show notes so that you can, you know, go through all the settings and figure yeah. out how to do that. It wasn't too complicated on iOS. We don't have an Android that no. we could play with at the moment. So um, we just did it on iOS and and they said it was a similar Similar yeah, it, set of steps it, on it, Android. It so. worked. It worked really nicely. But we'll put those instructions up for you. Now the other side of this is to get a really good voice reading to you. That's where the effort is, and that's where a lot of these tools will require you to pay to have these have text read back to you. And and why the reason why that is is that it's very difficult to have realistic voice um, text to speech. Um, it's very challenging. It's a very challenging problem. It's actually funny. We had a we had a birthday party, and one of the people from Microsoft was here in in that department. And I was mm-hmm. actually asking him a lot of questions about this. I go, you know, what is the big you know problems? And he goes, oh, it's all inflection and meaning, and not being so stilted as you're walking through the sentence because a lot of times writing has emotion built into a sentence. You know, you're supposed to rise here and fall here, mm-hmm. or go low here and rise at the end. It depends on what the author wanted, and and that's very hard to to imagine and to interpret, and so that's why a lot of these voices are very stilted, and that's that's both the blending of the words and how the robot actually reads the voice versus more of a natural speaking voice like what we have. Now, what the problem with that is a lot of these tools are being used to generate audio versions of text for like websites or for training videos or for, you know, walkthroughs on software or, or, you know, video screens going, you know, to help people through training or whatever it might be. 
those tend to cost a lot of money, but there is a free one available that might be useful. Um, it's called uh, Natural Readers, and it, I'll put a link down below. And they have an online version and also a software version that can be downloaded to your computer for both Mac and Windows machines. And you just copy and paste the text into the window and it'll go ahead and read it to you. And you can pick from a couple of voices. You can actually, I think, select the speed at which you want it to read it back to you. Sometimes it might be a little too fast, like I speak a little too fast and I get kind of marble mouth. You can actually slow it down. Some other readers, you may want to have it sped up. Like for example, when I listen to my podcasts, I listen at one and a quarter speed. And that's kind of normal for my audiobooks. I'm at like one and a half speed. So I'm used to going faster so I can get the content quicker. For some, you know, for mostly for kids, younger kids, they're probably you're probably gonna want to slow it down a little bit so they can hear mm -hmm. the text a lot clearer and they can understand. That is really, really helpful. Now, that is for getting something that has been written, read back to you. Now, another option too is, you know, when you have a little bit more of an advanced reader having what they have written read back to them is an incredible editing tool. And I would highly, 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 highly recommend adding the reading back my, my written work as part of the editing flow for every single young writer, no matter what age they are. I mean, maybe the younger ages we can kind of push out, but once you have a student who's starting to write and they need to produce grammatically correct writing, um, good spelling, good flow, good pacing. We're talking like end of elementary, middle school, high school level. Adding in the text to speech option as part of their editing workflow will do them wonders. Um, they have a, everybody who, you know, reads a lot or listens or watches videos has just an, an innate understanding of what is good speech, what is good, you know, writing. We just hear it. Like we can actually hear it. Yeah. And you say, can hear when it sounds wrong. Yeah. You're like, oh, that is, that sounds weird. That sounds stilted. That sounds awkward. Or that word is wrong. That is that phraseology that I put in there is wrong. Or I should put a comma here because it just runs together mm -hmm. for, 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 for way too long. And we'll talk about, I think in the next short bite or in the next episode, uh, coming episode about tools for editing, um, physically editing your tools, like you know, spelling mistakes and things of that nature. But just having your work read back to you will fix 80 or 90% of flow, uh, uh, phrases, spelling errors, you know, does it even sound coherent? Right. And you if, it, and if, you know, using a tool like this is not yeah. what you want to do, you could always, you can go old school. I've done this since I started writing papers. I always read them aloud to myself That's another and option. I can hear when something sounds awkward, mm -hmm. I, I read through it as if I were giving it as a speech. Yeah. And you can really, you can hear like, oh, darn it, that's that doesn't sound good, well, right? You, and, you notice it. And you know, the funny thing is a lot of my author friends did that. They would print it out and they would read it aloud and they would inline edit mm -hmm. with pen. So instead of getting on the computer, because when you're editing on a screen in front of a keyboard and you're just reading it quietly in your head, you're going to miss half of the errors. Yeah, you have to read it out loud. I can't, you can't just read it in your head. You got to read it out but loud. But even reading it out loud in front of a keyboard, you're still just, you're going to miss a bunch. And, and what, what, what I used to see was people used to print it out, read it aloud and actually hand mark it if there's an error, because you're more focused on the, on the movement of the words and you're listening and you can, you can, you can actually focus. What happens I think on the computer is you get a little distracted when you got the keyboard in front of you. 
So if you have your young, your young writer, print off their work and read it aloud, that's perfect. Another way to do it too is have the computer read it back to them while they sit there and they edit with the printed off with material the printed off. or they sit there and watch as they as the computer reads to them very that's often. That's what you do, right? That is what I do. So I use Microsoft Word and I use the, um, the read aloud option under the review tab. So on the top, there's a bar that says review. And wherever the cursor is located, you click read aloud and it immediately goes into this mode where it starts reading to you. So I, I typically have my headphones on and I will just hit read aloud and I'll just sit there and I'll watch it. And it's they have this nice little button on the side that says you can pause. So if there's an error, I can immediately fix it or I could sit there and go, wow, that sentence did not sound good. I'm going to sit there and watch it. I'm going to read it. I can move the cursor back, have it read it to me again. Go, oh yeah, this is awkward. I'm going to rewrite this whole sentence. And then when I rewrite the whole sentence, I move the cursor ahead, you know, back a little further. And I, and I, and I listen to it again with my new writing, you know, implanted into that paragraph or whatever that line is. This is an incredibly powerful tool. I, started doing this about three years ago and it has really helped my editing helps helps the clarity of 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 my writing i wish i would have done this a long time ago and i and that's why i keep i tell every young writer that i see every young person that i see like you got to use the microsoft word read aloud option because it is so powerful it really helps clean up your writing it helps make it concise you can hear when things get really wordy as you can tell when i talk i can get a little wordy and i can kind of ramble on. My writing can be a little bit like that as well. And so when I hear it, I go, oh, I need to be more Hemingway and less Dostoevsky, right? Or whatever it is, like less wordy, more concise. And it really helps just draw on your writing. It makes it a lot cleaner and it makes for a better reading experience for whoever's going to read it, whatever, like whether it's just your, it could be just your parents or it could be a writing competition or it could be the teacher at your co-op who's getting your paper, whatever it might be. Or college entrance essay. College entrance essay and everything. That has been a really, really powerful tool. And I know a lot of my writer friends um, have transitioned over to that. So they'll sit there with the headphones on and they'll have their entire novel read back to them. And it will take like a week or so to get through it all because you're going fairly slow because you want to make, you know, it's a long book, three or 400 pages, right? So it's going to take a while to have it read to you. It's incredibly powerful. So if you just have a two-page essay that you're writing, it is going to take you 10 minutes to listen to that read to you. So it's it's super powerful. It's an unbelievably powerful option. I believe Mac also has it. It's under accessibility and it's called Voice. And I think it has the exact same features and it will begin to read back to you. So if you're a Google Docs writer, this is where it kind of gets you. They do not have a very good option. Their accessibility feature is very distracting. And it is not as simplified as say Microsoft Word. So very often, and I'm a big advocate of Google Docs as an option, they do not have a good writing tool. Uh, I mean, a speech to, uh, a text-to-speech tool. It's very difficult to use, very ham-handed in the way you have to install it. You have to put a plugin in, and then when it's turned on, everything you touch gets read to you, and it can be very distracting as a writer. I just want the simplified, you know, experience in like like Microsoft Word or or Mac Pages. So I would really highly recommend either using those two tools, even if you are a Google Docs reader, try to maybe see if you can get a version of Word or use the um the natural readers tool that we mentioned earlier where you're copying and pasting your document into there and then have that read back to you and then you can do the editing in line there. 
I, I wish Google Docs would have a better option there because for me, my writing, I write in Google Docs mostly, and I wish I could finish in Google Docs, but I can't because of this one issue. And because of this, I have to copy all my work into Microsoft Word so I can finish in Microsoft Word because they have such a great voice reading option. It's so important that I actually like spend two days copying an entire novel over into Microsoft Word because it, it's, it's such a great feature. And so I know that if you have a young writer who's learning to write, who is needs to edit, needs to you know do a couple passes on their work before they can actually like say, turn it in or finish it, have them use the readback option on whatever tool they're using. And I'll put a couple links into the show notes. Text to speech is such an important editing tool and feature for any young writer. I, you can't live without it. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!